Welcome to Connect Church. We're a new church in the East Windsor Heightstown area, and we're a church that is looking to connect to Jesus and community. We're so glad you've joined us. Good morning, Connect Church, and welcome back. We're just so glad that you're with us this morning. And again, thank you for joining us. If you're new this morning, again, please fill out a Connect card. We would love to get to know you and to welcome you to be part of our church here. Thank you to so many of you who just made last weekend possible uh, for our launch. It was just such a great weekend online and in person and, and just a fun celebration of the start of what God is gonna do and what he's gonna continue to do through Connect Church. So thank you everybody who helped make that possible. If you haven't seen it yet, you can head to our YouTube channel and watch it there at any point. Today we're continuing our series called Sink or Swim. It's a series all about relationships um, and, and our need for them. We've seen through this time of, of COVID and political and racial tensions, relationships being strained more than they ever have been. And so we're just gonna talk about our need for them and some of the ways that our relationships can be healthy and unhealthy and just our need for people. Last week we kicked off this series and we talked about how we need relationships. This, this whole series is through the lens of water and how it flows. And so last week we talked about drought, how uh, when there's a lack of relationship, a lack of water, the issues that it causes in our life because we were meant for relationship with God and each other. Again, you can watch that message um, even in the church online platform right now. If you click past messages, it'll take you to our YouTube channel where all of those are. Today, we're talking about boundaries and some of the issues that happen in our relationships that often make them unhealthy. I'm not the greatest at fixing things. And that makes me sad to say um, out loud because my family has a long history of construction where they fix things, uh, they made things look really nice um, but for me, my part in that when I worked with them was often breaking things. I love the demolition part of it, breaking down walls, tearing stuff out, because um, you didn't have to be careful. And also, I just found it to be fun, and I was a lot better at it. Um, and so I'm not the best at fixing things. I also fall into the trap in my life of trying to fix people. Right now... Um, Again, our first presidential debate happened this week, and you continue to see just the, the divide in people over thought and, and who we are, and we try and fix each other. You should think this way because I do. I want you to think the way that I do. Therefore, there's something wrong with you, and I need to fix that. Today, we're talking about what it looks like when relationships are unhealthy. A flood again through the lens of water. See, when water gets outside of its banks, it's destructive. There's loss of life, there's damage to property, destruction of crops, death of livestock, health conditions and disease because of extra water being around. When water is outside of its banks, it's destructive. The same thing is true in our lives. When, when we try and, and live relationship outside of the boundaries, that we're meant to live them in, it's destructive. Have you ever found yourself exhausted, frustrated, bitter, 
tired of dealing with people. You overextended. You overpromised. You over-delivered um, in a sense of all of the things that you said you were going to do for the people around them to try and fix them, to try and make them think and believe the way that you do, or to, to please people because something inside of you feels this desire to have people like you. And so either one of those, we devote our lives to trying to make other people happy or to think like us. And see, in our digital age, this is even more important to understand. As humanity has progressed, we've seen a kind of a change in the way that we identify and the things that mean the most to us. For a long time, it was our character and who we were. And then we saw a shift into what we did and our jobs defined us, how much money we made gave us status. And now it's what we think. What I think is who I am. And so if we disagree in the way that we think, there's a problem right there because we're saying that we're not on the same page. This is why we've seen a rise, even more so, of individualism within our society because if people don't think the way that I do, there's a, a clashing because our identities are so different. And I think that's where that trap falls into of, I need to fix you, I need to make you like me so that we can be cool. Or I'm gonna, ple I'm gonna work to please you and make you happy and, and kind of do everything I can to make sure that you don't dislike me because we disagree in the way that we think. The problem with that is, and Lecrae says it this way, I think it's great, if you live for people's acceptance, you will die from their rejection. If we try and please people, there's no joy in that. And if you try to fix people, you're going to realize that at some point you can't do that too, and you're going to be very frustrated as well. And today we're going to talk about what healthy relationships look like and kind of the design that God had within relationship with one another. And so we're going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5 to 9, and it says this, After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? See, we are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your heart. Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants, the one who waters, work together with the same purpose, and both will be rewarded for their own hard work. For we are both God's workers. You are God's field, and you are God's building. Jesus, today, would you speak to us? Would you just draw out areas of our life where maybe we feel the need to fix others? Or God, we kind of sell out who we are for the sake of approval. And God, most of all, we pray that Connect Church would feel like home to every member of, that's part of this body. God, that when they come here, they know that they're loved and that they're in an environment of, of growth and, and seeing and understanding who you are, God. In your name I pray, amen. So a couple things from this passage. Um, the first thing is Paul is just kind of wrestling with this idea of why it's wrong to exalt church leaders. They all were kind of arguing 
um, who they belong to. I'm Paul's, I'm Apollos's, and there's this division in the church over, again, who they belonged to. They were fighting for identity. They were trying to understand that. Um, and even in that, I, I see our church right now and just trying to figure out identity and who we are. I am Republican. I am Democrat. Um, I am pro this. I am against that. And, and fill in the blanks of whatever it is that you might care about right now. And we see the same kind of idea of just labeling and definitions and the first thing I want to say this morning is that labels, things like that, and I think Paul hits on this too, is that you're God. It's not about the, the people who may have drawn you to him. It's not about the things that we buy into on this earth, but you belong to God. And for those of you this morning who are, who are fighting for the approval of people around you, and, and you're trained and you're exhausted and you're worn out from fighting and, and spreading yourself thin for the sake of approval of man, stop. Today know that you are God's, that he loves you, he gave his life for you, that he has plans for you, and the greatest thing you can do is stop trying to win the approval of man and you win the approval of God. Today, as we fight with so many different labels and things that we want to identify as and think the greatest thing that we can do is identify in our label as a child of God. We don't need to exhaust ourselves over all of the different things that right now that we say and the labels that we need to have. You are a child of God. And then because that's true, we work to build the kingdom of God here, and we all have different jobs and parts of it. But God is the one who works through us. Only God gives the increase, and this is freeing for those of us who feel the need that we need to fix people, and we need to be the ones who change them. See, when a farmer plants a seed, he waters it, but he doesn't make it grow. The farmer provides the right environment for growth. He works hard, he, pl he plows the field, he plants the seed, he waters it, he takes care of it, he pulls weeds, he does all of those things, but the, the seed grows. The farmer doesn't sit there and, and go grow, 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 and the seed grows. Again, he creates the environment where growth can happen. The same thing is true for us. See, we don't fix people. We don't change people. We don't make them um, believe in God, but we create environments where they can grow and understand who Jesus is. We don't cause the growth. We point them to the one who grows us and changes us. And see, because we're not the ones who make it, the growth happen, we can work together. See, there's no competition. There's no fight over who is better or who or even which church deserves more attention. We're in this together. We're all working that Jesus would be glorified, that we would create environments where God can shape us. In combating the Christian desire to divide among leaders, Paul reminds us we're all on the same team. And in a world where we prove, have to prove ourselves, to make people like us or show that we think the same, we are all on the same team.
look at the world around us and how divided it is. We are all on the same team. Some of us may have different theological beliefs and thoughts in certain areas of our faith. We are all on the same team in our belief that Jesus came and died and rose again for our sins. The beauty of the New Testament church was this. You had people with all different cultures and backgrounds and languages and belief systems that when Jesus came, they believed in him and they were drawn together. And all of the people who were watching this movement begin and happen before them were blown away. How did all of these people from different backgrounds and places and things love each other this way, care about each other this way? Because they realized this, they were on the same page, they were on the same team. See, they weren't in competition with each other. They didn't try and fix each other. They didn't try and make everyone believe the same exact way. They loved each other and they created an environment where they grew in their knowledge of Jesus. They studied together. They grew together, but they loved each other well. We are God's fellow workers. God gives us the amazing opportunity to partner with him. And today know that you are God's partner in this. You are God's way of speaking and reaching the people around you. God chose you to be the voice of who he is to the people that you come in contact with at home, at work, on a day-to-day -day basis. And today, are we, fixing, are we trying to fix people to make ourselves feel like we have power, to look good, to mask our own insecurities, or are we working for the glory of God to be seen? That we trust him and understand and know that it's not us who fixes people, we simply love people, share what God is doing in our hearts and in our lives and create environments where God can work and move. So today, Instead of fixing people, would we point them to the one who can? Instead of thinking that it's on us to argue and fight and, and change people, would we realize it's our job to love and to point, again, people to the one who brings ultimate change? You cannot save other people. You cannot change other people. And this is good news to some of you who, again, have just worn yourself out you're frustrated, you're over it, because you've taken on the heart thinking that you have to be the one who changes and fixes people. Today, no, that's not your job. You water, you plant, God adds the increase. God changes hearts. And so one of the steps out of that, and I think this is an important one, is be a listener and not a doer. Again, be a listener and not a doer. See, instead of being quick to speak and to fix and to, and to change people, listen to their heart. Figure out what the real issue is that's going on in their life. Listen to understand, not to react. 
I read a book recently and, and it was all about this idea and how we're so quick in, in our relationships and in our interactions that when people speak, we want to we wanna fix them and we want to tell them what's right and we want to make them behave the right way. Instead, would we ask questions to understand and to hear earnestly where they're coming from? See, more often than not, when someone feels they can come to you to share their problems and their issues, they know they can trust you. And it's through trust that relationships are built, that healthy environments are created to have discussions about the deepest parts of life. Don't be quick to place judgment, to try and fix, to try and make it right. Healthy, deep relationships take time they don't happen overnight. And, and in our immediate culture, would we not settle for the quick ways of trying to deal with issues and fighting on social media? But would we take the time to build deep relationships where, where we listen and understand the deepest parts of who we are as people? Another important step in this is remember who you're doing this for. Colossians 3.23 says this, Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Again, we're not doing this for the approval of people. We're doing this to glorify God. And as we see the needs of people all around us, our hearts should be full of compassion for the people around us. In Galatians it says, does this sound as if I'm trying to win human approval? No, indeed. What I want is God's approval. For those of us who are, who are just living for the approval of people and we're selling out who we are today, again, remember who we're doing this for. You don't need to exhaust yourself. It's okay to say no. It's okay to put up boundaries that are healthy for you to create times for growth in your own life, for rest in your own life. We're not working for the approval of people, but for God. And, and as I think of this idea of flood and outside the boundaries, so many of us are so busy because we bounce from thing to thing to thing to try and appease and, and get the approval of our boss and our friends, and so many different people in our lives, and sometimes it's okay to say no. I'm not working ultimately for the approval of these people, it is for God. And remember these two things in our relationships. relationships. Again, the first one, you are not God. Again, you are not God. You don't have the power to change people, God does. And it turns out that God usually doesn't change people quickly. It's often a slow process. And so would we not get frustrated when it's slow? Would we not get annoyed when someone doesn't get it the first time? See, if holiness was a controllable process, we could take the glory for changing ourselves. But the reality is, is that we can't produce godliness in ourselves and we can't in other people. God is the one who must produce growth. And in our passage today, Paul refused to take credit for both the belief and the growth of the Corinthians.
when we see fruit in our lives. Maybe someone we know comes to follow Jesus because of a conversation that we had. Would it not be about us, but would it be about the fact that God added the increase through that conversation? When I try and force people to change, I try to take the place of God. Again, when I try and fix people, I take the place of God. We're not the ones who change people. God is. But we're partners in this with God, and we still have a part to create environments where people can hear and understand who Jesus is. The second thing to remember is that growth is slow. It takes time. And oftentimes when something grows too quickly, it's unhealthy. I think of the picture in Psalm 1 where there's a tree planted by streams of living water and it bears fruit in all seasons. A tree like that takes time. As I think of a tree bearing fruit, I think of these two peach trees that we had at my parents' farm and, and both of them bear fruit too soon. The, fir the first year, they had so many peaches on them that, and they were too weak for it that it literally snapped the branches off of them. And then because they were weakened, her, the Hurricane Sandy came through and literally just blew one of them right out of the ground because the roots weren't established because it had bared fruit too soon. See, if roots aren't established, the tree doesn't get the nourishment that it needs to grow and be healthy. Growth, healthy growth takes time. Spiritual growth is a process, and I see this in my own life. There are things that I have struggled with for years. Yes, I've made progress, and I'm not the same that I was, but there are still moments where those things creep back into my life. I've heard something 10,000 times, and I still struggle getting it. And if for some reason I assume that other people should get it the first time, that my growth journey has been slow, but other people, they should be instant and fast. But these two truths, we're not God, and growth takes time, are radically freeing for us and healthy relationships. I don't have to fix people. I don't have to fix myself. I can't create godliness in myself. I can't create godliness in my kids, in my wife, in my friends, in my family, in my co-workers. Only God can. That's God's job. But again, I can create environments and partner with God in watering and planting and pointing people to Him. So as a church, we don't want to be a church that just tries to fix people. Or we don't want to be a church that is looking for the approval of other people to, to look at us and say, wow, you're so incredible, you're so great. We just simply want to be a church where it's an environment that God can show up and do his work in our hearts and in our lives. We love each other and we point each other to the one who loves us completely and wholly. Again, we want to be an environment where things can grow. And we understand and we know that only God changes people. And that we are God's. We are his child, made in his image. And so today as we close out, 
If today for the first time you would say that I want to make a decision to follow Jesus. See, you've been trying to do this on your own. You've been trying to fix yourself. And you're tired. You're exhausted. You realize no, no matter how hard you try, there are certain areas in your life that are still broken. That no matter how hard you try, you find yourself falling into some of the same old destructive habits in your life. Today, know that there's hope for those. That it's Jesus and the work that he did on the cross. That those areas of brokenness in our hearts, he works and he brings healing and he brings wholeness. Maybe you've been living a life so cracked up, searching for the approval of others. And you care so much about what other people think of you and you're drained. You can't keep up. You, you've overpromised, and, and, and you're exhausted. I think of Proverbs 29 where it says, Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. Today is your day. You can have safety. You can have identity. You can have freedom in what Jesus did for us. On our end, all it takes is saying, Jesus, I've fallen short of your standard. I made mistakes. I'm willing to admit that I'm broken. Would you come into my heart? Today I want to follow you. There's gonna be a link available in the chat right now. If you made that decision, please click that and let us know. We wanna walk this journey with you and, and, and we believe this isn't just a one-time decision, but this is a lifelong process of growth. And for those of you who have made that decision already to follow Jesus, in what areas of your life may, have, may you see that your relationships have become unhealthy? Maybe you're working so hard to prove yourself and to fight for the approval of others. Today, remember where your identity comes from. Would we stop looking for the approval of others over the approval of God? Would we be more concerned with, with pleasing God in the way that we live our lives than pleasing others? And for others of us who have been working really hard to fix other people, maybe through cultural issues, political issues, whatever it has been, this has been a wild six months with so many different things happening, would we realize we don't fix other people, God does. And instead of trying to fix them, would we point them to him, the one who can? Would you remember that only God can change a heart? And instead, would you pray and ask God to show up and add the increase to the seeds that you plant? And would we work to create environments for growth where people can understand and know who Jesus is instead of environments of chaos and hurt and hard words. And lastly, join us in reading Relational Intelligence by Darius Daniels through this series. It's just a great book on understanding how we relate to people and interact with them, and so read that with us. Lastly, we're just going to close this morning out in prayer. Jesus, today I thank you for who you are. Jesus, for those of you who 
for those of us who have decided to follow you today, God, what a joyous moment that we know that our identity doesn't come in the approval of others. It comes from you. God, would you remind us of that today? Would we work? Would we be about pleasing you and devoting our lives to you? And God, would we realize that you're the one who changes? And God, even now, we pray that you would show up and add the increase to the seeds we plant this week. God, as we work to create environments of growth, would you show up and move? Would you draw people to you? In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this encourages you to take your next steps in your faith journey with God. You can check us out more on connectchurchnj.com. Have a great day.